Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Howdy doody, Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski and the Growing in Grace podcast found at growingingrace.org, among many other podcast applications. In fact, Joel, I I think you just, uh, even as we were getting ready to uh, come onto the program today, I think you received a a note from somebody from Podbean, was it? Yeah, we don't get a whole lot of comments there, but it was, um, you know, you can find our podcast on lots of different podcasting apps, and of course, everything archived at growingingrace.org. But anyway, just real quickly, yeah, this comment, I love, capital L-O-V-E, I love your podcasts. I usually listen to one or two a day. You have opened my eyes so much to a better understanding of the Bible, God's love for us, and his grace toward us. You know, that's that explains perfectly why we do this thing. <laughs> you know, we our eyes have been opened, and we still have much learning to do. The reason it's called Growing in Grace is because we grow in our understanding of all this. We've grown over the past 800 podcasts or the past 16 plus years. Our eyes have been opened and we love sharing the revelations that we have received. And I don't use revelation in a super spiritual way. I just mean that as we have seen things, uh, we like to share those with people. Uh, We don't claim to have any special abilities, any special ability to receive a revelation better than anybody else. It's just that we look at the scriptures, we come up with our understanding, and the Holy Spirit, of course, guides us in this, and we love sharing that with other people, and we believe that the Holy Spirit is at work in other people through the podcast and through other ministries. It's just, it's just awesome how the Holy Spirit works all these things out to help people to grow, again, in their understanding of God, of the Bible, of the grace of God, the love of God, and all this stuff. And so, again, yeah, I, I think really Joel, I think, uh, I think Paul uh, just turned, coined it the, the phrase, uh, the, the knowledge of the truth. Growing yeah. in our understanding, growing in the knowledge of the truth. Uh, as we grow in grace, we grow in the knowledge of the truth. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's a wonderful thing. I really love what has gone on with the last 800-plus podcasts here. And that, again, that comment just helps uh, to make that point of why we do what we do. Last week, we were talking about confession and how in 1 John, he tells them, and we believe that he's talking to people who haven't believed yet, that if they acknowledge this thing called sin, God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And and the cleansing, the forgiveness, happened 2,000 years ago. It happened through the cross of Jesus Christ. You know, it's something that a person has to believe in order to receive all the things that Christ has provided for us. Christ died for the sins of the entire world, but it's this thing called faith, this thing called belief, and when you believe, you receive all of these things. And so some people, there are some believers who take this one verse and think that we have to continually confess our sins over and over and over again in order to be cleansed and forgiven over and over and over again and to be sanctified over and over and over again. But the rest of the scriptures, if you see, if you take that one verse out of context, I can see how you would think that. We went through that in a little more context last week, so go ahead and, and listen to that one again. But so many of the other passages that we find in the scriptures talk about this 
sanctification as something that we have received once and for all. You know, we did an entire series on the book of Hebrews, and Hebrews 10 talks about how we've been sanctified once and for all. And there are some other passages that talk about this. So, we'll, well, this is one of the things that I love talking about, this, this once for all, this instant and permanent sanctification that we have received. You know, some people say, well, yes, you've been justified by grace once and for all, but sanctification is an ongoing process. Well, I don't think that the writers of the New Testament epistles thought that way, and, and we'll share some uh, reasons why. It's a big part of the religious business. I mean, the religious business revolves around the idea or the concept of putting into the minds of the people that they are trying to become something they are not. The gospel of grace comes at it from a totally different direction, explaining your new identity in Christ gifted to you through spiritual birth. That's your starting point. That's what you live from as a, a righteous, sanctified, holy, set-apart, forgiven, loved individual. <laughs> uh, you're not trying to become something that you think you're not. Uh, you're not striving to improve your righteousness or your standing with God. God sealed that. He established that through the cross of Christ and his finished work where blood was spilled. So, yeah, with all that in mind, the sanctification thing is another part. It's kind of like trying to keep the law, trying to keep getting forgiven again, all of that. And I think where they get this from, Joel, I think where they get it from is, is a covenant mixture. They go back into some of the pages in the Old Testament. Nothing wrong with that. But they start plucking out verses where Israel was working to be set apart God wanted them to be set apart, sanctified and holy, so he separated Israel from the rest of the world, and a big part of that separation included in the equation was the law, trying to pursue right standing with God and acceptance from God through the works of the law, which was done apart from faith, and that's why they never attained it. And so sometimes verses get plucked out that were applied to Israel and their efforts at sanctification, and it gets carried over into the New Covenant. I'm just taking a wild guess here, because as you said, New Testament writers point out that sanctification is gifted to us. It's a part of, of who we are in our new identity. Just one example here, I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul said, um, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness, he became to us, or he's not becoming, he became to us from God uh, in righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, so that just as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So we have nothing left to boast, not even for uh, trying to attain some sort of progressive sanctification. We have nothing to boast in that, nothing to brag about. We only boast in the Lord and what he has done to bring us that sanctification. Yes, that's exactly right. The sanctification is, is a once-for-all thing. The word sanctified is the same, is sometimes translated holy. It means to be set apart. God has set us apart. God has sanctified us. We've been sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 10 talks a lot about this. You know, I've, I've been in a lot of conversations with people on social media over the years, and sometimes when we're talking about things like this, someone will bring up exactly what you're talking about. 
they'll bring up an Old Testament passage, and again, something that Israel was doing in order to try to become sanctified, and they'll think that that makes their case of how we today need to live and how to you know make ourselves sanctified. Well, the thing is, with the book of Hebrews, with this epistle that the writer of Hebrews wrote to his fellow Hebrews, he was contrasting the old he was contrasting the old testament with the new covenant the old covenant with the new covenant he was showing how they're different not the same you know he was showing how under the old covenant there had to be offerings of animals sacrifices of animals there had to be all these different things that needed to be done in order for the people to be purified and sanctified but it says in hebrews 10:3 in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sins every year for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins but he says that when he came into the world that is jesus and he quotes some old testament scripture here in hebrews 10 5 6 and 7 sacrifice you did not desire but a body you have prepared for me that's jesus in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sins you had no pleasure then i said behold i have come again this is jesus talking in the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will And what was his will? It says that it wasn't those old covenant burnt offerings and sacrifices and and sacrifices for sins, the offerings for sins of animals, but it was, Jesus said, Behold, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. So the old covenant, the first covenant is done away with so that the second can be established. By that will, verse 10, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So we've been sanctified once and for all. It's not something that we keep on doing. We can't do it because it came through the sacrifice of Jesus, not through anything that we do. And he doubles down to verse 14, for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. So this sanctification thing, it's instant, it's permanent. There's nothing we can do to add to or take away from it. Absolutely. You know, you, you mentioned uh, the, the definition of sanctification, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone destroys the temple of God, God will destroy that person, for the temple of God is holy, and that is what you are. Hmm. And he said that to the Corinthians, Joel, not exactly the most upstanding group of people from a moral perspective. based on some other things that Paul jumped on them about, but he still called them holy because it wasn't based upon their behavior. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. You were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. It's something that's, that's already occurred. It's something that's already happened. If it were progressive, that wouldn't be very good because... Uh, The writer of Hebrews uh, in chapter 12 said that unless you're holy, you're not going to see God. Unless you're sanctified, you're not going to see God. That wouldn't be very uh, a peaceful thought, wondering, uh, am I being holy enough? Am I acting, behaving holy enough? It's based upon the inheritance of holiness that we received through spiritual birth. Yeah, it's it's a once-for-all thing, justification, sanctification, being washed, being cleansed, Uh, being made holy, being made righteous, becoming a new creation. See, in Christ, that's what we are. We are new creations, and that's the thing. God has made us his children. He has set us apart unto himself through nothing that we 
what could we possibly do? You know, some of these verses that talked about, you know, boasting before the Lord. There's, there's nothing that we could do. If there was something that we could do, then we could boast before the Lord. But how in the world? We got this great, big, awesome, mighty God who created heaven and earth and everything in it, you know, the entire universe. And it's as if we're saying to God, look, look at me. You know, look what <laughs> exactly. I've done. Yeah. And, you know, you can read your Bible, go to church, go to Bible study, uh, don't do this anymore, start doing this more, uh, all these things. Where, where's the line at where you cross into greater sanctification? Because, frankly, there are a lot of unbelievers out there who I've seen live very moral lives. You can change your behavior without being a Christian. And so behavior isn't what is going to set you apart, even though I'm not saying behavior isn't important, but we're talking about a position with our identity in Christ, this thing called sanctification. Uh, we have nothing to do with it. Right, because when the standard is perfection, <laughs> where is that line? When are you ever going to cross the line that you can say I've sanctified myself when God has already done it? Well, well I'm, got... a, I'm, a, I'm a little more sanctified. <laughs> but yeah, he, it's it's something that he did once and for all. There's nothing we can add to it or take away from it. And we've got plenty more to talk about. Some of the things that we have enjoyed talking about during the last 800 podcasts, 1600 or six, uh, 1600 years, 16 years here on the on the Growing in Grace podcast. Hope you'll stay with us in the weeks to come as we reminisce more about some of our favorite topics and, and highlights of things we've talked about. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.